Listener Production. Hello and welcome to Footy Talk. We are your daily dose of footy. The latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. Across this off-season, we are looking back at some of our favourite episodes from throughout the year, one of which was with Premiership defender Stephen May, who came in and had a chat with Daisy Thomas throughout the year. It was so insightful. I loved listening to Stephen May and how openly he spoke about his career and what what's going on at the Demons. It was a fascinating chat and one of our highest rated from across the season. If you loved it, make sure you leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or if you're listening on Spotify, hit the bell so you get notifications every time that we publish an episode. In the meantime, have a listen. Stephen May with Dale Thomas. Mr. Stephen May, welcome. Thanks, Daisy. Thanks for having me on, mate. Thank you so much for coming in on your day off and a very big day for you and your football club. You're heading off down the peninsula to play in the Melbourne Masters. Yes, very, uh, very big day, nerve-wracking. Um, you know, it comes around once a year, so we be looking to, to steal the title off Michael Hibbert. So the pig won it last year. What's his handicap? He plays off about 11 or 12, but okay. he hardly plays, and he's probably at 7 or 8 marker, right. but he just doesn't play. So, um, yeah, he's, he's a freak at not playing at all, and then that first round back, he... Just pulls out of like a forty pointer. Have you got a decent golf culture at the club? A lot of blokes that are right into it. Yeah, really good. Um, you know, when the when the uh, majors are on, there's you know always a sweep. And yeah. There's a lot of lot of chat about that, and um, every Thursday was our day off, so um, everyone's checking their handicap app to see how, <laughs> how everyone's rounds Who went. Played and, where? Yeah. So Friday, even our Friday morning meeting starts with Troy Chaplin. He <laughs> he starts the backline meeting just with. So how'd we go, boys? Because <laughs> most of the back defenders yeah. play. So, yeah, no, nah, it's a great golfing culture down there. Who's the best golfer at the footy club? Um, I wish you asked me that a week ago. Oh, was you? Yeah. Oh, I just, I just, what's your current GA? My current GA is 5.1. Oh, and, and, um, see, that's good golf. And Gussie Brayshaw is 4.8 and I was 4.7. Oh, yeah. But I just lost a you really lost good a flag. flag yeah. yeah. So I should have come on last week, so I could have said that. I was scrolling through your Instagram and we saw you play a lot of golf at PK. You remember that? Yeah, I remember at PK, yeah fairly uh, decent course just to be a member at. But you played alongside yourself, uh, Gus Brayshaw, Christian Petrarca and Min Woo Lee. Yeah, it was um, pretty special. How, how, how in the bloody hell do you tee up playing with a, not just a European tour player now, but PGA Tour star? Yeah, no, it's um, it's all because of Andrew Brayshaw. He, he's, he's mates with him. They mem- they're both members at Royal Frio, I yeah. think, at, um, in Perth. And Min was in town uh, seeing his coach and doing some, like, Biomechanic stuff and you know you know put all the little dots on their bodies yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. doing his swing swing adjustments and um, he asked for a game with Gus for Andrew at our RM and then we just made a little group chat um, and then he said oh I've never played PK I've always wanted to get down there so we ended up twisting um, Angus Brayshaw's arm right. because he hates paying to play somewhere right and the green fees we green love PK fees. but they are not yeah overly they're cheap. not cheap and, I was um, there Monday north of sort of three <laughs> hundred oh was that was I that think it's, it's, yeah, yeah. We, we obviously weren't member guests we were just paying to oh, play the sound oh yeah okay yeah nice yeah usually it's about one hundred hundred and twenty or something well but, that's not too bad yeah, yeah. but um he. Uh, if you're under 30, which a lot of the golfers are yeah. at RM, it's only 45 bucks. Yeah. So to convince them to come to PK, you're, you're asking a bit out of them. Now I'm 31. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get the discount and anymore. And I'm sure Min wouldn't have to pay. Sure. Nah. Well, yeah. I asked. Uh, I mates with a couple of people at the club, and yeah. it was a late Tuesday, Arvo, and I just said, "Hey, look, Min Woo's coming in. Um, you know, can we look after him a bit?" And 
yeah, it was all good. They, you know, they comped these green fees and I'm sure he had enough cash to pay for them. But, um, yeah, it was just, I was just on the range with him and watching him go about his business, just joking around, but it just shows you how far away you yeah. are from even remotely and, thinking you're good enough to play golf. And you think golf. at five, you're like, if I get the scratch, I'm competitive. Well, nah. Does he have a GA? He'd be plus eight or plus... I think he played off plus seven, just mucking around <laughs> at PK um, off the white tees and... Yeah, I think, you know, he would have, I think he shot maybe five under or something, so what, he would have 34 points, yeah. bad day in his book, but yeah, it was, a, it was a great experience. I was in awe, like I'm a bit of a golf nuffy, yeah. um, know a lot about him, I was asking him questions I already knew the answers to. And, Is um, he a footy nuffy? Does he love yeah, it? Yeah, he loves it, so, so he's landed in, um, in Dallas, he's yeah. gone to the Brian Nelson you know, a week after we've played and he's watching us play Gold Coast last quarter. <laughs> he's texting us, great, great finish, fellas. And I'm, I'm thinking, this guy's getting ready for the Brian Nelson. He's watching us play the Suns on the Goldie. I was just like, thanks, man. That's brilliant. Yeah. That is brilliant. Um, let's touch on your own footy club. We do have to talk footy at some point. I'm sure you and I could talk golf for most of the day. But the Ds, you're going along all right. Fourth on the table at the minute, a tough loss on the weekend, but you must be pretty happy with how things stand to this point in the season. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we're building. We're building re- really well. Um, we're setting some foundations that are going to hopefully stand up towards the end of the year. Um, you know, the, the the loss on the weekend oh, on Friday night was uh, was tough, but I feel like it. You know, it was a bit of reality check in some areas of our game that we need to improve on. So, you know, as much as as bad as it sounds, and the fans probably don't want to hear me saying this, that loss probably do us more good yeah. than if we won. You know, we'll actually take stock. And, and, and the more, if you actually watch the game and understand it, you can see that is because you played some bloody good footy against yeah. a team that's flying. They've won six or seven on the bounce. So yeah. to run them that close in those conditions on their home patch, it will hopefully... Yeah, their crowd is there. It's awesome. If you haven't been to a Friday night game at Adelaide Oval with the Port fans when they're up and about playing good footy, um, yeah, it's a great atmosphere and makes it hard, you know, trying to get some yeah. calls going your way and, you know, the, somehow the ball bounces towards them. It's just <laughs> amazing, the home field advantage. But like I said, you know, we're building nicely. We've got a good month coming up where um, some big tests, so... Um, yeah, I th- I, I'm pretty confident with the way we're going. You come up this weekend against Frio, but more importantly, Luke Jackson for the first time. Yeah, Jacko. Um, Will you be running a little bit of trap to him? You are a super yeah, competitor. I do, I do talk a little bit of shit on there. That's, that's <laughs> I've fair. heard a bit of um, this, yes. But he's, he's if you know if you know um, Jacko, he's nothing. Not a lot. Of, the best thing about it, not a lot of things phase him. Yeah, you know, like he pretty he knows he's playing it. Melbourne this week, but he probably doesn't realise it's a big deal. <laughs> You know, he's probably like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll see the boys oh, again. Yeah, hey, yeah, fellas. So, so <laughs> I used to play there. Yeah, you know, a lot of players would probably be thinking about it all year and worried about it, and he would just go out and play footy. He's um, obviously got a tremendous talent, and you know, Frio went after him hard. But, yeah. you know, even after he'd requested a trade, he's, we, he still hung out with us, and, you know, after Mad Monday and all that, and even came to our meeting about our off-season program, <laughs> kind of like, Jack, are you not supposed to be here? <laughs> Just a full trip, but yeah, but he just wanted to come and say goodbye yeah, again and all that. Like that's legend. the thing. There's no hard feelings there, and um, you know he's a Premiership player. Yeah, um, helped us deliver, uh, break that drought, and he's gone home to his family. So you know, it's good to see him playing better footy, and um, looks like he's enjoying himself. No, that is a, a cracker. Um, we know that Clary Oliver will be out with a hammy. Have you had a chat to him? Because you famously played a grand final with a hamstring that wasn't on the bone, uh, could barely walk, got out of your wheelchair on game day, came out, just shut everyone down, just delivered the premiership to the homeland. Have you had a yarn to him? Um, yeah, it's funny that after the game he was asking me a couple of questions about hammies and 
I just said, I'm probably not the guy to ask um, <laughs> because I was under no illusions that I did such a bad homie. How bad fight. was yours, though? Because uh, we, we sort of yeah, it got it was, lost a little bit in the fact that you won. It was a massive story going into the game. Then yeah. you win, you played well. No yeah. one really gave a shit. Well, yeah, so I didn't know until after the game. Um, but it was a, it's a three, uh, grade three, so a 12-weeker. Um, <laughs> And I'm going back in two weeks. <laughs> so you said, don't scan me, I think it'll be no, all right. That, so the deal was they wanted to scan it. Yeah. I said, I'm playing. Um, if I get up and train, I'm playing. They said, how about you, we get the scan and we won't tell you the result, but it'll just allow us to, you know, tailor your program for the next two weeks to give you the best chance to play. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you're obviously not walking great right now, but um, I didn't want that in my head. Yeah, Whatever yeah. that was, you know, if I knew it was a great three, I'm like, well, this is stupid. I can't, I can't play. play. Yeah. Um, and so, it was your kicking leg? Um, is it? Nah, it was my, um, your my right, right leg. So yeah, just which, for balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah just for balance. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did have an inkling that it wasn't a great great result yeah. from the scan because Goody was giving me donuts for the next couple of weeks. Oh. And I was thinking, you know, I thought he'd be checking in. Hey, mate, how you feeling? Yeah, you ready? And he just was really sheepish towards me. And I, real, I, I realised now he was probably, you know, faced with a big decision. Do I play this guy? Yeah. Um, on you know on one leg and you know we lose the game is it is it a great decision or is it you know it cost us the game so I get all that and I'm just thankful that the you know the staff the support staff the medical staff were able to you know put these parameters in place that I had to tick off to yeah. to progress I had to hit some pretty hard markers and in mate, terms I was of hanging like high on speed running high and speed that sort running of, yeah. agility like Nordic testing with your hammies um, you know RDLs all this stuff that I could do during the year I had to be able to you know execute that before I could wow. play and yeah it was. I'd be lying if I said it wasn't easy because I was hanging on by a yeah. thread, but I really wanted to play. And, um, you know, thank God Norton wasn't running around as like he normally does. And, you know, we, we were sort of not in a lot of contests together because he picked up this ground ball in the second quarter and snapped a goal. And I think it was his first ground ball um, goal for the year. Yeah. You know, on yours truly, who yeah. was just sitting off him. Um, should have maybe been a touch Yeah, yeah, I should have been. I couldn't bend over. So, um, you know, so, you know, we're able to get through. And you look back now and you go, oh, you know, it was a good decision or whatever, yeah. but, um, you know, if I had a no on that, I probably, yeah, probably wouldn't have been able to put my hand up. Yeah, for sure. Probably a good thing you didn't know. As yeah. you say, did you, could you feel it throughout the game? Were you still aware of it? Or once you got out there and you were like, no, nah, I'm here now, I'm playing, it's completely out of mind? Or was it a little bit of... I had this feeling I really didn't want to do it um, before half time and then get subbed and then we're down a key defender because we yeah, didn't okay. have the sub wasn't a yeah. key defender. So I was kind of a bit cautious. I was like, let me just try and play a Norton... You know, nothing, no, no overstrides, no, nothing too crazy. Just play your role, you know, hold some shape, and yeah. And then after Bont kicked his third in the second, third quarter, I mean, I don't care if it rips now. Like yeah, I, yeah, I was we, like, I've got to try <laughs> something. I've got to just, you know, I'd rather go down swinging. And I took this mark and and played on, and that was like the best thing that happened to me because I felt, oh, actually, I'm, it's not that bad. Yeah, you know, you know, I feel a bit better. And um, yeah, after the famously after the game, you know, the physio and the doctor come out and they're like. Do you want to know about your scan? And I was like, Yeah, yeah. And they're like, You know, it's a grade three, like it's, you know, twelve weeker. And I said, That's so negligent of you guys. <laughs> and um, and they, so the doctor goes grabs to grab my medal off. So okay, I'll take that off you then. Yeah, no, no, no. And I was like, No, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for all your help. For the people who aren't uh, aware of the grading system, three is as bad as it gets. Yeah. That is the 
upper echelon. You do a grade three, it's 12 weeks sort of minimum. Surgery, whatever yeah. they think's the best um, course wow. of action. Yeah, it's, um, I wouldn't suggest doing that, though. Um, yeah, yeah, even to, though to anyone else who <laughs> gets a scan back and it says grade three, uh, have some time on yeah. that. That is a remarkable story, and congratulations, too, because not only did you play, you were bloody fantastic for your side. And obviously winning a premiership, in front of a crowd, a bit of a different crowd as well. How was that for you? Oh, it was, um, you know, it was amazing. It was my dream to, you know, actually just play finals. Um, so to be standing there on grand final day and, you know, as you know, like the just the warm-up's different, yeah. you know, there's entertainment out there, there's so many distractions going on, and I was just soaking it all up. And like, I was flat they cancelled the parade sort of thing because yeah, I wanted yeah. to be part of that as well, but... Um, yeah, it was it was amazing. You know, the crowd really um, adopted us as their team over in Perth. I think because there were no uh, Perth-based teams in the in the granny, they got behind us. You know, they liked the sort of Cinderella story that yeah. we hadn't won for a long time. And yeah, that it was amazing. It was. Ama- I wish you know our family and friends could have been there, but the group of people that were in a hub together and you know spent a lot of time together over there was you know it was well worth it. And the post uh, celebration seemed like they were pretty out of hand. You would have been leading the charge there. Yeah, look, the f- <laughs> didn't have I to flat, ice the hammy and make sure you nah, didn't have any beers. No, nah, no, nah, they didn't. You know, they, they no said restrictions. We'll, they said we'll check in in a couple of weeks. We know what you're going to be like. So, um, but yeah, everybody started heading home, and I probably stayed in Perth for another two months because <laughs> Perth. Uh, Melbourne was still in lockdown, yeah, so I was sure. like, we're not going home yet, yeah. fellas. Like, we can't do anything. What's the point? <laughs> yeah, so, no, it was great. No, nah, that's brilliant. Hey, this is, of course, is the Footy Talk podcast. Guest today is Stephen May. Plenty more to talk with this man. It is your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews, and analysis from the world of AFL. You're listening to the Footy Talk Podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, hit the bell and get involved on our Insta at footytalk underscore pod. Send us a voice message and we'll do our best to answer your question throughout the week. Stephen May, the superstar defender from the Deezers, stuck around. Two-time All-Australian Premiership player. Was once the captain or co-captain of the Gold Coast Suns. 2017, that's where you started your career, up the Gold Coast Suns. We know about that. How did that trade come about of you going from the Gold Coast Suns to the D's? I'm not sure I've ever really heard an, a proper explanation in and around it. Um, look, I think uh, we was probably we just got a new coach in Dewey and we were starting to um, fix our list a little bit yep. um, with our salary cap issues. So it was obvious that we were going to go into a little mini rebuild. Um, start again, we had a new CEO, new GM, new list manager, new coach. So, you know, I felt... You know, we're starting again, and I just sort of felt I was, I was probably 27 at the time. Um, by the time we get this right, I'm probably on the outer. Yeah, you know, maybe yeah. I'm hitting 30, and you know, do I have the best chance of being involved in that? And so I'd spoken to a few teams um, that were competing and and you know playing finals. Um, Who were know. other suitors that you spoke to? Yeah, so uh, Melbourne, Collingwood. Um, Hawthorne and Essendon were the. So you were coming f- to a big club. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> coming to a big club. Um, and I wanted to come to Melbourne yeah. and, uh, you know, it was, it was a really hard decision. You have the meetings um, with, you know, the, the different um, presentations and they're just outstanding clubs. Like, yeah. you know, it's hard. To, you walk out of that, say to your manager, yeah, I want to go here. <laughs> then you go to your next meeting, <laughs> I want to go there. And then, you know, you got to make a hard decision. But for me, it just came down to, um, you know, where Melbourne were at. They just played in a prelim. Um, their list was so young in terms of their staff players coming through. And I thought, oh, that probably gives me a bit more of a chance in terms of, you know, a bit a bit of a uh, bigger window of opportunity. Um, 
And then the other thing is, like, you saw well and good to pick a club, but you got to get trade done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Was there any hiccups there? Because yeah, you know well, that, that can be a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, well, they they um they stuff around with it a fair bit of the time. Yeah, they they tell you certain things and that. But the thing was, Melbourne were going to trade for me. They didn't have the pick yet, <laughs> so they needed. <laughs> so, they, they, <laughs> so Hogan wanted to go to Frio, right? Um, they needed a that Melbourne. Uh, I think Suns maybe wanted a top five or top six pick or something like that because that's what the conversation would have been. Yeah. So they're like, well, if you're getting traded, we can just let you go as free agent. We'll get that. So you know, we want nothing less than that, which is fair enough. Yeah. You know, yeah. I wanted I wanted a win-win for both parties. Hogan had to get to Frio. Frio go and trade their pick five <laughs> that, that that Melbourne needed for to get the trade done. But uh, myself and Katie came down and, um, anyways, it it you know played out and um got to the last day last hour you know like I was on the golf course actually I was yeah. um I thought I need to distract myself like if this doesn't go through I'm still contracting I've got to go back to the Goldie you know I've already said I want to leave it's you know it'd be the worst it'd be so Walking embarrassing back. to come yeah. back in after saying you want to leave and I just wanted Gold Coast to get what they wanted and I wanted Melbourne to get what they wanted and everyone sort of be happy as, as happy as you can given the circumstances yeah. and um thankfully like the last hour I got a message from Goody saying what well I mate, it's all done. And I was like, it's not done. I'm still looking at the Twitter. There's no update. But, um, you know, they did the Hogan to uh, Frio and I went to Melbourne and then they got pick six and um, they got Ben King, who's a star player, star forward that they needed at the time because they'd lost Tommy Lynch as well. So, you know, I'd like to think it was a you know, win for all parties involved. How was that on you coming down to Melbourne though? Because you've spoken publicly about some of your issues with mental health in and around that and... Um, you know, the challenges in and around coming down to Melbourne, some injuries at the start, um, famously had one beer and got in a shitload of trouble for that, <laughs> thanks to whoever took that photo. <laughs> How was that period for you, though? Oh, that was um, that was really tough. Um, yeah. like, like I said, well, I picked the club that just played in a prelim, you know, everything's all good. We came 17th the next year. Yeah. Um, I was in rehab, I went and had a beer, no, on a Sunday, didn't think it was too big of an issue um, well, but you know the optics of everything been, and, yeah. yeah and everyone sees it and this guy's not committed you know he's coming down here taking the piss and that really hurt because I was I'm so competitive like yeah. people that know me know that I'm all in when I'm somewhere and it, it was hard because I hadn't I wasn't playing in the team so I hadn't really built those relationships with my friends uh, teammates as well yeah so you know I'm sort of thinking they're thinking what they're reading's true and all this stuff so you know, that was hard and I had to just get the one thing I you know, I spoke to Dean Solomon, who was my back coach on the Suns, and I was like, he's really good at advice and stuff. And he goes, Mate, nobody cares what you have to say. Get your body right, get yourself fit, and play good footy, and I promise you it'll all turn. Like yeah. that's the only that's the only way to turn this around. You can say all you want and tell all this whatever stories you want and nobody gives a shit really. They want you to play and perform and then that's un- what I did in twenty twenty. Great preseason, had a great season on the field and you know, we just missed out on the finals, but you know, I thought I'd, I'd, you know, I'm here at the Melbourne now. They're, I'm part of the team. Um, fans are starting to like me now. Yeah. Um, supporters, my teammates, <laughs> having good relationships with my teammates, and yeah, obviously in 2021 we went on to win the flag. So um, it was a rocky start, no doubt. Um, you know, if I had my time again, probably do a few different things. Um, but you know, that is coming down to Melbourne. Uh, you know, on the Goldie, I could go over be on a Sunday. No worries, people would probably buy me one. You yeah. know, like. <laughs> come down here and they're taking photos and, and I wake up on Monday and uh, 
there's a photo on the paper and I just, yeah, it was a bit of a shock, but, you know, that's, that's how it is down here. Credit to you for turning it around and uh, for what it's worth, I think that you should have a beer most Sundays because that should just be your right as a normal human. Um, a lot's been made throughout this week about Damien Hardwick and the relationship he has with players. It seems like Goody to you guys is almost that similar figure, just a really strong manager, near on mate rather than the old school enforcer. Yeah, um, yeah, he is like that. He's got a really good relationship with everyone and um, as you'd see him in the media and see him on the bench, he's not very animated. Like he's, I see he, him at the Malvern Vale a bit. Oh, you see him at the Vale? <laughs> <laughs> he might be a bit more animated there. Um, but, yeah, he does have that. And when he does give you a clip, or you know, it's, it's a lot more powerful because, yeah. you know, he, he wants what's best for you. He knows you. You can't really lie to him about anything. He, he, he asks you questions he knows the answer to already. So <laughs> you best just admit it, you whatever it is. Truth, yeah. Yeah. So, no, nah, he, he's a ripper and... Um, we're lucky to have him. He's a, he's a great people person. He's also really strategic and, and smart with the way he goes about it on field. And um, Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to call him our coach. Do you love going into work every day? I had Tom Mitchell sit in this seat and he was talking about the culture that the Pies have and how much he loves it now. Is it still that enjoyment factor for you at the D's? Yeah, um, for sure. Having guy, like a, a whole group of people with coaches who are just so committed to getting better each week... Um, you know, I'm talking. Obviously, you have your young guys, your yep. development guys, but I'm saying all our all Australian like Brownlow fancies and all that. They are work hard, working harder than anyone. They want to be the best they can, and it's, in, it's inspiring. And um, you sort of don't want to let the team down, so you jump on and you, you you jump in and learn something about this and that. And yeah, we have a great off-field balance in terms of we know when to take the piss, joke around, shoot yeah. some hoops, play some cricket. But then when it's training time or gym, like we're flat out. So. Um, it is. It does make it a lot more enjoyable when everyone's there, there for a um, serious reason. Absolutely, you are. I was reading this. So you're one of eight kids, yeah. the eldest of eight, proud Indigenous fella. Uh, talk to us a little bit about, I guess, representing uh, your people from the NT in and around. Not only Sir Doug Nichols round, but also what it means to them when you go back and you're able to go back as the AFL star. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty special. It's a definitely a pinch me moment, sort of when when I go back home. Um, seeing the kids, you know, how they're growing up, how I grew up and all that, and hopefully just showing them that, like, it doesn't matter where you're from. You can you can still make it and play AFL if, if that's what you really want to do and you're committed. Like, you can do it. Like, I had that dream as a kid to play AFL. It was probably more of a dream kind of thing. If, like, as much as you probably want to play on the PGA Tour, it's probably not going to happen. Um, <laughs> I'm getting all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't, like, yeah. I didn't believe it as much as I probably No should. sort of clear pathway as well, if I could, No pathway, yeah. exactly. No scouts at every game, none of that. So yeah, I knew I had to get out of Darwin and get down here and try and, um, you know, be seen by more eyes. But, no, nah, it does make me extremely proud and, you know, seeing... People, you know, they watch the footy every week. In Darwin football's life, they watch all our games. Is there a few Melbourne number ones knocking around up there? They're very loyal um, to their team. Right. A lot, there's a lot of Essendon fans okay, up still, there. Yeah, um, yeah like Michael Long sort of set that. But, um, no, nah, there's a, obviously all my brothers and sisters all got number ones in their back. But, <laughs> so that makes seven. But um, I'm sure there's a couple more out there. But, yeah, no, I'm very, like, this round means a lot to me. I mean, lots of our family and... Um, also means a lot to our footy club. Our footy club get behind it a lot and, um, you know, I'm proud to be a part of it. Yeah, obviously, the footy club changed its name. You come up against Wallyalup this week. Is that how I say it correctly? Fremantle? Fremantle, yes. Yeah, yeah. Wallyalup, um, which will be a cracker. And it is fantastic to see. There's a the iconic photo we've got here of uh, you and Sammy Pal Pepper exchanging gifts at the start. That is an absolute ripper. I hope yeah. you've got a copy yeah, of that. Yeah, yes, I love that pick. That is an absolute ripper. Also, your club plays in round 16, the heart of the nation game. 
In the Alice? Yes. I once went to the Alice. Be prepared to take some gumboots. Yeah. It was underwater. It was the nicest yeah. day. It got to four o'clock and it pissed rain and it was ankle deep. Yeah. Um, yeah if, you, if you know, you would have seen the Todd River there and it's completely just sand. Yeah. And then, yeah, it can be, it can be flowing. It's pretty crazy. Uh, we usually go there at a good time of the year where we have great weather. Um, it's awesome though. I don't know if you see the backdrop, see the McDonald's Rangers in the back. Yeah. And it's just, it's just like you're somewhere else. And, um, See the red dirt, all the fans come out, they love it, and, yeah, um, we love going there. Um, Do you get to spend extended time when you go up there, sort of a couple of days each side, or is it more just a hit-and-run mission because it is in season? Yeah, it's a hit, more of a hit-and-run, depending, like, because it never falls with our buyer or anything. Yeah. Our buyer's always with the King's birthday. So um, it is sort of a quicker trip. But the guys that are injured and or in rehab or whatever that need that need to do some community work to get to go up there and spend some yeah. time, they enjoy their time up there. That's brilliant. King's birthday will be a massive clash as well. We'll touch back on footy before we let you get out of here and get to your golf tournament. Uh, King's birthday, you come up against the Pies, who are absolutely flying. Flying. Uh, their next two games before you get to King's birthday are North Melbourne and West Coast, so they might just have softened a little bit. Could be a good time to get them. Do you think at the minute they're the benchmark and... Do you still get well, your must about the big crowd? Because King's birthday, it doesn't matter where the sides are, it's generally uh, a good game, but this one in particular should be an absolute cracker. Yeah, no, they are flying. I think they're definitely the benchmark um, watching them play and I think they're more well-rounded than last year. A lot of people were saying, um, how do they keep coming back in the last quarter and all that? I think they don't need to do that anymore. They're leading going into the last quarter and playing really good footy. They look really confident, um, free-flowing, exciting for fans. But, yeah, the, the big matches are, are so – that's probably one of the reasons why I came down here as well was um, just get to run out in front of a packed MCG. is just nothing like it. It's hard yeah. to describe. Um, but the Kings birthday is such a big um, occasion, you know, with all the work that Neil does. And um, for us to, um, you know, sort of celebrate that, raise money and then put on a show at, you know, a cracking time. I think it's like a 3.20 yeah, game yeah. usually. And, um it's going to be rocking, I think. I don't know whose home game it is. It won't matter. It'll be all Collingwood because they just find a way in the gates. Um, so I love the roar and that and hopefully hopefully we win and, um, you know, show where we, show the quality side that we are um, and that we're, that, we're, that we're legit this year. Is there a little bit extra motivation for you with how well Darcy Moore's going? It's sort of the conversation is you're the best defender in the league and now he's coming to take yeah. your mantle. Is there a little bit of, hey Darcy, I might just take 12 intercept marks this yeah. round and uh, uh, stick it up your jumper? I'm pleased he, um, he equaled uh, my record as well. <laughs> he got one taken off him. Of, yeah, there's about eight of us on the uh, <laughs> on the, on the record. You're uh, champion data some cash yeah? yeah I, was, I was actually stoked that he'd won it because there's too many of us on that <laughs> there's list. There's about eight on that yeah, list. Yeah, so... Um, but, no, nah, he's um, playing some unbelievable football. I think he's taken the captaincy and, and turned into an even bigger and better player. And, um, you know, obviously love watching footy, but I love watching the key defenders play well and the way he attacks the ball. Um, he's almost like a forward out there. And um, he just looks so confident as well. He's probably sums up how Collingwood are going at the moment. And he's definitely the best in the league at the moment. He's um, full of confidence and dominating. So we'll definitely have to do something about him. Uh, we can't be bombing it into him like um, the Blues did on the weekend <laughs> because good yeah, plan, wasn't it? Goody won't be too happy about that if, if we let that happen all day. No, awesome, mate. Hey, thank you so much for coming in, talking all things your life and the Melbourne Footy Club. You are a genuine star. Thank you so much. No worries, Daisy. 
That was Melbourne's Stephen May with our very own Daisy Thomas here on Footy Talk. If you have a question or some feedback for us here on Footy Talk, we'd love to hear from you. You can get us on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or on TikTok at footytalkpod. Tell us what you loved from throughout the year. Tell us the people that you'd love us to get in the studio next year and we will be able to curate this show to be exactly what you want to hear from this podcast. If you love what we do and you're still listening, make sure you hit the subscribe button and we'll catch you in 2024. Listener.